Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Principles-Based Business, the podcast where we try to talk about the fundamentals that will get you profits and keep you going. Today, I have John Masello with EXP and um, Explore Your Town. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going well, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for being here, man. Um, you know, how did you get started in the real estate? Let's jump into it. Let, let's let's start with how you got started in real estate. So it was 2003 when I first got licensed. And in 2001, I was told I was a network engineer uh, for a large dot-com incubator, venture capitalist, if you would. And they told us, we got 150 companies. We're shutting down 148 of them. We need you for the next year and a half. And after that, you won't have a job, but we're going to pay you well. I said, okay. So I studied for my real estate test because I'm not going to lie. I mean, the flexibility and the money is what drew me to it. There's no other reason. Um, flexibility and the money that you can make. So I got into it uh, in 2003. Nobody was, I mean, Google, people didn't even realize what Google was. Facebook didn't exist. Zillow wasn't even a thought. And I can't, I was able to come in and through my search engine, optimization tools that we had back then i was able to rank number one in the state um and i just never looked backwards on technology i just kept moving forward with it so i got into it because my job the dot-com bubble was blowing up and i wasn't going to take a 30 percent pay increase um because that's what was happening and i i said you know what let's jump into this real estate thing because um i get to help families no I, it was strictly to make money and uh, the flexibility of the schedule. I, th I think that's kind of why a lot of us get into it. I mean, you know, after you've been in it for a while, you you know, you your your reasons of why you stay in it may change, but I think a lot of people are drawn to it for exactly those reasons. What what would you say are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in the industry since when you first got in? Um, technology. Um, you know, we see these recent lawsuits and people, you know, people are still running around. I'm worth my fee. I'm worth my fee. I, I, just, I, I will argue with you. Um, I will argue with anybody that they're worth that fee because technology and automation is making the job so much easier. The access to information is instantaneous. I can be looking for properties in my underwear at three o'clock in the morning, deciding, <laughs> doing all the research, doing all the research with Google Maps or Bing Maps, I can be zooming in on those. I can go to most town halls online, get the information, find out all that information. I go to registry of deeds online. I can do all my own information. So I think the access to information, the consumer's access to information is the biggest change where real estate agents, even back in the day, and this is why I think Zillow really won and changed consumer behavior, like them or not. I don't, you know what I mean? That That's, that's a, small-minded debate that one can have with themselves you have to look at what they are from an entrepreneur standpoint they fundamentally changed consumer behavior that's what they did and so every agent out there was must register must register forced registration must register where zillow was like have all the information you want if you need any questions just let us go let us know and oh by the way we're going to retarget you now right so I think the biggest change is obviously technology, the consumer's access to technology and consumer's buying habits. There was a point where the real estate agent was the gatekeeper to the information, but that information is readily available now. That is the biggest change. Uh, that's awesome. And I like the way that you view it, man, that, you know, 
that's a that's a rabbit hole that a lot of agents and brokers go down like oh zillow's the the big demon it's like they're here there's nothing you can do about it and like you said it's not about them it's about what they've done you know to the consumer and and the whole process and the and the experience for the consumer yeah and here's the thing look at that look at your swot analysis I, I i've stood on many stages and said how many people in here know what a swot analysis is everybody puts up their hand how many has one done how many people in there has done one in the past month and all the hands go down right how many have done one in the last quarter and i think you should be doing a swot analysis at least once per year but it should be a living breathing document because strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats are real strengths and weaknesses are internal opportunities and threats are external so if you're not paying attention to what's happening externally you'll be steamrolled there's no nice way to say it i don't sugarcoat things right you will be steamrolled and left behind where there's estimates that our industry is going to be cut in half because of these lawsuits and things like that so if you want to survive then you're going to have to get market share or stand out differently that's where you know that's the concepts that we follow so look at zillow you're not going to you're never going to beat them at the game that they play because they have billions of dollars involved in backing them so how can you beat them locally right just like gary vandercheck said in 2016 at inman connect you you got to think of yourself as a media company attention is the currency of social media you start making videos about your area i live in portland maine or a suburb of portland maine a huge tourist area and so tell stories about portland maine different restaurants things to do because when people are searching i'm going to come up i have one of the top ranking youtube channels in the state for the keywords that i'm, I'm going for so when people are coming here they're like oh I, I i already know you I had, as a result of doing my TikTok videos that led to my YouTube videos, I just took an editor out. He's an editor on top name films. I'm not going to name him. He's, he's the editor. If I name these three films, you would know him right off the bat. And he said, I can't go with anybody else because you're doing what every agent should be doing. I know more about the area. I feel like I know you and I haven't even talked to you on the phone yet. He goes, I love your creativity. And from one creator to another, I got to go with you. So, I mean, this guy, uh, we took him on his tour a couple of weeks ago. He's going to buy a million dollar home. That's just the things, you know, if you want to survive, be different or charge less. You've got to do the work. You're going to have to do the work. The days of being the order taker agent making six figures, it's gone. It's gone. It's time that you accept that it's gone. So you got to start being a little bit different or grinding your face off and that, you know, we all want the coveted referrals and we're all going to do those things, but you might have to start picking up the telephone and, and calling circle dialing, right? There's different programs out there that you can circle dial with the 10, 10, 20 rule is real. It's been proved over and over and over again. So go into Zillow, see what was just listed and then call everybody in that area. You can get something like a red X or whatever system. Um, and you can find owners that have owned for more than, Ten, seven years, 10 years, 15 years, and call those people. You can get into, you know, the the, the D's, death, divorce, um, diapers, right? And start calling and getting the probate lists and calling people because that's a need. Don't do it out of greed, but have, have a solution that you can help these people with. I have a list of contracts if you need them, attorneys, those types of people, accountants, um, you know, death, divorce. Hey, listen, this is how I handle divorce. I'm a divorce expert. 
right? We're going to document everything. So one, there's not one over another. And now it gives you a reason. It gives you a purpose, right? It gives you a reason and a purpose versus just answering the phone. And, oh my God, this person wants to go see a house. Let's go. Those days, are, those days are shrinking. Yeah, no, I agree. And I love what you said. Um, you know, one of the things that I do is I'm, I'm a student of marketing like you and I, you know, and I've seen all the cool stuff that you're doing is, you know, one of the guys that, uh, that I men one of my mentors and who I follow and who I, you know, study, you know, they say uh, different is the new better, right? Like, sure. and like you said, you're not going to beat Zillow. You're not going to beat Nike at being Nike, but that doesn't mean that Nike is the only shoe that's ever, you know, the only tennis shoe out there. Everybody else has found other ways to still run successful companies. So you got to figure out how you can be different. Um, you have to figure out how you can be different or charge less. Exactly. What, <laughs> what would you say, like agents that just got in the business three, four years ago, what do you think that they're dis, I won't say disadvantaged, but what did they miss out on by not starting when you did? I think they, um, they just haven't had enough time in the industry to build up their uh, database, right? Um, that, that, that's really the biggest thing is they didn't have the opportunity to build up their database. You didn't get to witness, witness the market crash. You have to continually adjust, right? I became a bank-owned listing agent, did hundreds, thousands of BPOs, uh, got hundreds of contracts um, for bank-owned listing agreements, right? So... I think the thing that they've met, you know, the thing that they've missed from when I got into the business to now is the old, the old school methods merging with the new school methods. And now what we're seeing is the new school methods version two, right? Because the technology, the automations, the AI and all these other things, everybody's running around. It's comical to me. Oh, I get this AI. I get that AI. Oh, and they're relying on AI to do the job for them, where I'm a firm believer that AI, AI, you need to learn how to control it as an assistant and have a, you know, that way you can program it. There's no AI out there that's going to magically do it for you. You have to tell it, you have to program it. Um, you have to use it in the proper ways. But I think if you're a younger person versus an older person, the world is yours. And I say that carefully because I know several older people that are very proficient, but younger people are just more apt to be around the technology. They grew up with an iPhone in their hand. They grew up with iPads. They didn't exist when I was a kid. So I had to adapt. So I think what they missed um, is that adaptability, the going out there and hunting. But the truth be told is your network is still your net worth. You can go out there and this is the big focus of ours and we've repositioned all of our conversations and training around networking and building your own networking groups and using video, digital and social to build networking groups. Now you're in control. You don't you can still join BNI, you can still join Master Networks or any of the other networking groups and all that, but if you can control your own ecosystem, people want video, deliver video to them, right? Showcase businesses that your friends in your circle own. You can build your own network. So the fundamentals have not changed. They're gone away. I have a concept I call sphere hacking. I'm going to put a video out about this particular business. Then I'm going to tag the business. Then I'm going to tag the owner and the owner is going to share it. Now all of a sudden I'm getting into their sphere because Facebook is excellent for giving you nothing for free. So they have to manipulate the system. When you post something, it's going to go to 25 people. 
if you post it on your business page, they want your money. Let's just call it what it is. They don't want using your personal page for business. But now, instead of 25 people seeing it, when I tag the business, the business owner is going to share it. Now the algorithm is going to let more people see it and let more people see it. And next thing you know, that's how you get a video to go viral, I guess is the word. I mean, viral for me in my world isn't the same as viral for like a Gary Vaynerchuk, right? His audience is way different. I'm trying to be local famous. Yeah, no, I get, I get it. How would you say that the economy is impacting real estate right now? And what do you see it doing in the next 18 months? Um, Here's the hard truth. I think it depends on you and your avatar. The editor that I'm relocating from Hollywood, he doesn't care about the price. He doesn't care about the rates. He's going to sell his house that he bought for $240,000 in LA for a million five overnight. Right? Um, so I guess it depends on where you are. My best friend just listed his house. We have multiple offers. Doesn't I mean maybe six offers, cash, no contingencies, right? So there's a whole lot of people out there who don't care about the economy. So it, it, the old adage is what you focus on expands. If you focus on uh, a down economy, if you focus on people that have a problem with interest rates, then you're going to have that problem too. If you focus your attention on a more savvy buyer. Um, then you're going to have more opportunities, right? So my friend is an hour and a half from me in New Hampshire. Okay. I'm up here in Portland. I can list the house today and have it on the contract tomorrow, more than asking price. So our market is in our market In our market. This is from the state house. They have, we have void of 87,000 housing units in our state over the next seven years. They have to come up with 87,000. To put that in perspective, that's like creating eight small towns that we have in, in, in Man- like we, Saco, Bitterford, right? These are all towns. I live in Bitterford. It's like creating eight new towns. Um, So where some will say, oh, the market, the economy, this, that, the other thing, I look at this as, again, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. The opportunity is I need to find land north and start to build and, and hold on to that land and uh, and be close to, we have a lot of mill towns that were impacted and shut down, start to buy land and multifamilies and buildings that can be converted. Maine just passed something recently. Saul Klein will tell me this. Saul Klein, I think is the industry, the smartest person I know in our industry. And Saul Klein will say, um, <laughs> land policy change is your biggest opportunity in this industry. Maine just passed something, I think maybe in June, um, allowing abandoned strip malls and um, like industrial buildings to be rezoned into mixed uh, mixed use commercial and residential. So you want to talk, you want to talk about where your opportunity is. It's time that you get educated in what you can do uh, in those types of areas, which I think is good for, I think it's good for the agents that engage in it because if you aren't continually improving yourself, what value are you? are a door opener, right? I don't care how many contracts you write. It's really not brain science, right? The contracts are the contracts. They are what they are. Most of them are fill in the blank, right? Because if you, if you start to interpret those contracts and you start to write creative, uh, now, you, now you're practicing law. You're not a lawyer. You're a real estate agent. You're a salesperson. 
fill in the blanks, right? And have lawyers fill in those tough questions. So if you can't look at, I'm looking at, I'm downtown Portsmouth, uh, Portland right now. I'm looking at all these buildings that have gone through renovations. And now the top floors are residential. And the This is big money stuff. So learn who the investors are. Learn who the players are. Something I was involved in in 2016, I had the listing of a piece of land. And this piece of land was the keystone to opening up 50 other acres that were primarily residential. But because this piece was actually right at the D mark of commercial, they're able to take this piece and we were able to put in uh, the infrastructure as a result of this one piece to put in a, um, I think it was about 10, $15 million build of a, an assisted living community. And also now out of that, we were able to put in um, maybe a dozen luxury lots right next to it. So as a result of, knowing what can be done and knowing who the players involved were and everything else like that, we're able to bring that in. So I think education uh, on policy change, on policy, on zoning and those, I think that's the biggest opportunity for real estate agents. Um, you can do all the technical stuff. You can do all that, all that, that you want. I can promise you that the people that are spending the money, they're orthopedic surgeons, they're heart surgeons. I know this because I've worked with them. Right. Um, Hold on, I had a phone call come in. I had to decline it. So learning that whole world, it doesn't happen overnight and it takes some effort and your broker's not going to push you to do it. You have to push yourself to do it. Right. But learning what the different zoning laws are, the financing behind it, right? Get get Talking with a commercial investor, this takes years to build that relationship, but I look at long-term. This isn't a short-term game for me. This is a long-term. I'm going to be doing it till I'm dead. So it's a long-term game for me, right? No, yeah, Most people I get, it. get into the industry, and over the past couple of years, you could pop in, bang, 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 make a hundred grand. You know what I mean? Be like, oh my god, that was so easy. Now, have people that didn't evolve, and if you don't evolve, I mean, what is it? What I don't know what the opposite of evolution is, but I think you get left behind. Yeah, no, I agree. What What would you say along those lines? What would you say the biggest? challenges that, that you think agents are going to face, you know, what, what's the wake-up call that you think they're going to face in the next 18 months, you know, taking everything into consideration, the lawsuits, the, the you know, the rate environment, all the other things. And like you said, you know, you can, whatever you focus on, you can, you can not focus on it, but they're obviously still going to face some challenges. What would you say that you, you see as something that's going to be relevant or prevalent for most agents? Yeah, you're not worth your fee that you're charging. Okay. Because you know why you're not worth that fee? Because the consumer says you're not worth that fee. So you need to get over the delusion, the self-delusion of yourself. If you can continue to get it, get it. But you're going to see that that buyer agent commission, it's under attack. Not only just the buyer agent commission, but also the very um, understanding of a 1099. They would love to see every one of us as a W-2 employee. Okay? So what can somebody do is... Um, First, come to acceptance that if, if, if in my area, I'm just going to use my area, for instance, and we're going to use uh, $500,000 as the, as the average sale price. And if I charge 3%, I get 3% from my side or whatever, that's $15,000. As a listing agent, if that house sells in 24 hours, I mean, I didn't control that. The market controlled that. The demand controlled that. I just happened to get it. 
So you get your photos done and all these other things. Now, now as a person that when I was doing bank owned real estate, I never looked at how much I was making per transaction. I was looking at, and I think agents need to get more into this mindset of what is our revolving income every month, right? You need $20,000 a month. If you need $30,000 a month or $50,000 a month to pay your bills, to pay your salary, to give you that lifestyle that you want, because that's still a heck of a, that's still a great income. If you're able to sell 10 houses at $5,000 each because you flat feed it, I'm not suggesting anybody does anything. I'm just using these as examples. Now, all of a sudden you're rolling in $50,000 a month, but if you're hell bent, I will only do it at X percent. Well, then you're, you're going to, you're, you're going to feel that eventually. Because now all of a sudden, yeah, you might only need three properties to hit that, but I'm out there listing them like this because it's flat fee, right? Not saying I do this, not suggestion. You just are going to understand that the entire world, because of these lawsuits, 1.2 billion with a B billion dollars. Now there's a dozen other lawsuits. You're under attack. So if you don't adjust, again, if you don't adjust and evolve, you could be left behind. So yeah. I think the most important thing anybody can be doing is positioning themselves as a knowledgeable person in the community through video, digital, social, learning the laws, getting in with who the investors are, finding out who built this project, that project, see how you can weasel in um, to the, you, I mean, all this stuff you can find out, getting, get, getting in with those people. Real estate, I think the most important thing to understand is if you're a real estate agent, you're a salesperson. Let me put on a light in here, see if I can get some better light. Um, you're a real estate, if you're a real estate person, um, you're a salesperson. I look at my job differently. I solve problems, right? I try to solve problems. Or I have these lofty ideas, look around for an abandoned whatever and say, who do I know that can handle this renovation? Who do I know that would have the funds to do this? Once you start talking to commercial lenders and your local commercial lenders, they're going to start letting you know who the players are in town, right? So learn the players in the game on a big level because that quick transaction thing, it might be going by the wayside. Yeah, no, I agree. Would you say, like earlier you said you were you were making some changes, or are there any particular changes you're making for, you know, in your business? I'm not looking for buyers at all. I don't want to work with buyers. I'm only looking for listings. If I only sell 15 listings a year, I'll be happy. Heck, if I sell 12 a year, I'll be happy. Um, I have certain levels of automations that are happening and things like that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not in it like I used to be. Real estate is kind of more, I don't want to say a hobby, part-time, anything like that. It's just not my only thing that I do. So I have to dedicate time elsewhere. Um, so that, that's one of the big changes. The other big change is, um, constant lead generation. You have to constant, somebody told me something. I forget who, who said this originally. They said, when you stop telling the story, the story stopped being told. So if you're not constantly putting yourself out there, if you're not being seen as a person of high value, you, you know, as well as I do that your network is your net worth, build your network, right? I coach people to start their own networking group. Right. That, that's what my collaboration groups are about on when we do that on Monday. We're talking about, OK, th you need this person. You need this person. This is how you conducted me. You know, this is the value prop that you want to give. Wouldn't you want all these other esteemed professionals, mortgage people, 
mortgage person, right? Just like a BNI or a master's network, but you control it. And now all of a sudden everybody sees that on video and on social and on YouTube. And here you are in the middle of it. I think that right there is probably the biggest fundamental shift. And it's not anything I came up with. Again, Gary Vaynerchuk has been saying this since 2016. Watch the inman uh, of him uh, in 2016. It's, it's filled with gold. But he also says, why y'all laughing? 99% of you ain't going to do it. And he's right. Yeah, no. I mean, that's that's just the way that it works. And, you know, your network being your net worth, I mean, that that's as, as old as time. I mean, that's just the way it's always worked. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, how would you say that the consumer's mindset about agents has changed since when you got in the business originally? Well, they didn't like us then, and they don't like us now. <laughs> Facts. Right? Um, so they didn't like us then, they don't like us now. And I, I just think they have become more embracing um, to ask for a rebate. They have become trained somehow to ask for a rebate, whether that's from some system or some agent out there saying, I'll give you a rebate, come with me, right? Um, because that happens. So I think that's the only thing, but I think you also have to look at, you know, I don't, I'm not black and white, right? I look at things. I look at projections. I look at trends. I look at set data sets and segments. The largest segment of people out there uh, for generationally has traditionally been the baby boomers, but they're dying off, right? They're expiring every day at an alarming rate faster than anybody else, simply because that's, that's life. That's nature. So the second, the, the who, who was second, who is now first, is Gen Z. So I would be looking, if I was going to be in this business long term, and I want to get some buyer business and stuff, how do I reach Gen Z? Because that's your biggest buyer consumer. Don't get me wrong, millennials is second, then Gen X is next, right? Um, but how are you going to reach that? Because those people, with the changes in technology, with the uh, advent of blockchain, and AI and automated um, legal stuff. There was uh, somebody announced recently that AI has successfully written its first purchasing sale contract, right? Because again, it's fill in the blanks, man. It really is fill in the blanks. A, cu- a couple of qu- a good programmer can get those blanks filled in and a- come up with the 50 questions. If you can do your taxes with Quicken, then you can, you can write a purchase and sale of a house. So it's time that we get to the... Re- realization that what the the big value that real estate agents again had where we were the gatekeepers of MLS and that gate just got um kicked wide open. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What do you think? Um, you know, a couple just last question, well, two more, but what do you what do you think that agents are doing like that's hurting them, you know, in the sense of the eyes of the consumer? Like what do you what do you see the the like for me, one of the things was that that letter that was being posted about all the things that an agent does, right? But what, I don't know if you saw that going around. I've uh, seen similar, if I haven't seen that exact one. Yeah, but what do you think are some of the things that, that agents just are doing that aren't doing them any kind of service right now? Bragging, but uh, often their egos don't allow them. And, you know, I'm gonna say some things and some people may hang up at this point and that's okay. I say controversial things, but in the end, I'm usually right. Their egos, because they haven't done the work to become aware or anything else like that, they feel as though um, 
that they provide this immense value. But if you look back at it, it's not hard work. It's a lot of work, but it's not hard work. So they're portraying themselves and cognitive dissonance is real where they're like, you can't do this transaction without me. Man, there's 4,500 real estate agents in this market that will say the same thing. You're not special. You're really not special. So it's, that's why positioning yourself differently, positioning yourself as a knowledgeable person, building your network up, which is completely different than what everybody else is doing or not everybody. I mean, can't use everybody and anybody, but what the, a lot of people are doing, then, you know, you're, you're, you're positioning yourself different. You're elevating yourself and you're going to attract uh, a different clientele, a different avatar. But putting all those things out there, my goal is to help 25 families with their home ownership this year. That ain't your goal. That ain't your purpose. That ain't your passion. 24, that came because that's what the financial number told you when you put it into the spreadsheet. So I think people need to become a little bit more authentic and real. Always be increasing their knowledge, becoming better, becoming, you know, becoming the best. Strive to be the best. And you can do that through um, education. You can do that through your own uh, social media and video processes uh, and concepts, right? But I think really that's the most important thing. I do believe a lot of them are doing social media wrong because they're just following the leader. In our industry, I'll get chastised for this. Our industry is filled with ego and you only are celebrated for sales. You're not celebrated for creativity. Right. Yeah. You're only celebrated for the sales that you bring to the table. Some companies you're only celebrated for how many recruits that you have. That's it. Nothing more. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. No. Anybody, anybody ever get an award? Is there an annual award for most creative? No. Is there an annual award for most educated? No. So the industry isn't going to help you. You have to do all this on your own, but you have to become aware of it. And that's where the cognitive dissonance um, plays in because it's like, oh, I love Ginny's graphics. Oh, I'm going to sign up with this company. Um, they post all my social media. They post the same thing to your social media that they posted to 10,000 others. That's the three the, clicks you get. One of them is you. The other one's your mom. And the other one is the company. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing that I try. I tried to talk to agents that I consult with all the time. It's like, you know, it, it, you know, same thing with AI, all the stuff that they can post out, everybody's doing, everybody can tell. Yeah, man. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Final question. Um, and then I want you to just tell us a little bit about you and your area and all that, how people get a hold of you. But before that, if you only could tell an agent one thing, like one takeaway, like, you know, if you're not going to do anything else, do this one thing to help yourself and your business right now. My one piece of advice to everybody doesn't even have anything to do with my company or anything else like that, but it would have everything to do with um, a phone dialer. Make 100 calls per day, every day. 100 calls a day, every day. No way, fan, all buts about it. If you don't have any appointments, you have time. Make 100 cold calls a day to properties that were just listed or just sold. It's called the 10-10-20 rule. It sucks. It's boring. It's mundane. You're going to get rejected. But that, guess what? For uh, 100 calls, you're going to get one person that says maybe. And out of 10 of those maybes, you're going to get one that says yes. And then guess what? That's what we're all after. That's grinding it up. That's hard work. That's how it used to get done back in the day. But you used to use a damn phone book. 
<laughs> you have dialers. You have, I mean, you can use Go High Level. You can use Red X. You can use, uh, the, there's a dozen of them, right? You call Realty Resources. You can get data. Mail to people. Do something. Be in action. Look for listings. Start, if you don't have anything else to do, make 100 phone calls a day for 100 days. That's 10,000 phone calls. You're going to get five or six yeses in there. Nice. Nice. And right. So if you look at the 10,000, you're like, oh, that's a lot of phone calls. Again, if I, if my average commission is 10 grand and I got five yeses, now that's 50,000. That might be halfway to my year. And then through the marketing of those, I should be able to pull out another five. So I'd, I would be banging out the phones every single day. No, then yeah. you can, if you really want to put a little extra into it, you can. You know, buy probate lists. You can buy divorce lists. There's plenty of companies that provide these. I think the Warren Group is one of them. You can buy these things. You can, you know, in Red X, you can go right into their geo leads and um, get people who have owned for more than 10 years. Statistically speaking, from NAR, people move every seven. Call those people. Call 100 of those people. Improve your odds. Right? But understand, understand what trends are. Understand the data sets that surround real estate. I think that's most. I think that's the most important thing anybody could do. Secondly, to that, of course, would be making YouTube videos, optimizing YouTube. Because guess what? You're going to make your phone calls between nine and five, nine and six. When you're home, shut off the TV. I haven't turned on my TV in seven years. I don't have cable. Why? Because at night I'm learning AI. I'm working on CRMs and automations. I'm learning optimization of YouTube. Why? So I can show. So a, I can benefit, but b, so I can show the people in my circle how I did it too. Nice. Love that, man. I love that. I'm the same way. Um, so what, what areas do you cover? Where, where are you geographically located? So pretty much Southern Maine. So Portland and South, uh, and Southern New Hampshire. Nice. Yep. And, um, I know you do the explore my town and all that. Uh, you want to plug that and, and what that's about. Yeah. So explore my town, even though you can't tell on this because it's dark already, but, um, Explore My Town, we are a video production coaching company. We help you come up with your video ideas, step you through sphere, come up with strategies that work for you. Uh, we have a team that you can access that will edit, um, you know, edit the videos. They, they're the best. I, I will put my team up against any team out there. Uh, we've been working together for three years now, and they have evolved, and I have evolved, and I have pushed their envelopes. Um, and... That's what we do there. I also just launched the product, a joint venture uh, with my friend Luigi from the agent base. And uh, that's called referral cards. And referral cards is similar to like the best concept to say is like uh, a link tree, but it's more mobile website uh, um, focused where you can put your pixels in there and you give them static pages, HTMLs and all these other things. So you can completely control the consumer journey. And when you can when you can give an enhanced consumer journey, you can drive them to exactly where you want them to be. So that's the focus there. It's fully a a, a a mobile marketing platform. Nice, I love that. And how can they get a hold of you? What's the best domain or email or whatever? Um, you can go to to get a hold of me. Go to iamjohnnymo.com, and that will direct you to anything that you want to learn about there. Schedule a call, learn about everything. It's right there. Awesome. I am Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-O-M-O.com. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Sorry I didn't have lights. I was hoping to get to the studio, but traffic. 
Nah, no worries, no worries. I'd rather be I'd rather be on time and ugly than late and pretty. <laughs> well, even if I'm on time, I don't think I'll ever show up pretty. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and you're beautiful. Just close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.